Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room. I'm Melissa White, and it's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. I'm very excited to chat with our guest. Her name is Jagdeep, and she's a holistic coach, a Reiki practitioner, an NLP practitioner, EFT, TFT practitioner, and a certified moonologer. So she works with women covering all areas of their life and supports them to put themselves first with grace and ease rather than from depletion and exhaustion. So I think she is a fantastic resource for all of us. And I certainly am just so pleased to welcome you. So hello, Jack Deep, and thank you for being here. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I mean, I have to say from the get-go, I have personally a relationship with the moon that is so puzzling to me. Um, so I'm excited to chat with you all about, especially the moon, the moon stuff, because it has been an ongoing question, an ongoing um, conversation that I have with uh, my soul and my spirit about just how I relate to the moon and just some 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 things that I've experienced that I seem to uh, get stuck on. So I really, you know, also want to share with everybody, but I'm also personally just very excited to talk to you about it. So yeah, uh, I think it's going to be really good. That's great. I I could talk about the moon for days and days. So (laughs) you might have to cut me off and go, okay, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wonderful. Well, let's start with, I guess, just how did you start off on your, your spiritual path? Like, how did that begin for you? Um, I've always been spiritual. Um, I really tapped in kind of um, really deeply um, the last four years. I went through a divorce and it really kind of, I knew that I had to find myself in a different way. Um, so for me, and I have two children as well. So for me, it was connecting with myself to figure out how to kind of navigate my life. And I've always been drawn to the moon as well and energy healing. And, you know, cause I, I, I truly believe that we we're so powerful as women and we do not give ourselves that acknowledgement and um, working with the moon has always fascinated me. Cause I mean, we always notice it. We know all these little bits and bobs, but really digging in and working with it. I mean, for the past two years, I've worked religiously with the full moon, the new moon, everything in between. And honestly, there is so much. So um, I'll let you kind of lead because I don't want to get in too deep and not make sense. So we can start (laughs) with the basics or like you ask me and I'll I'll answer what I can. Sounds good. Well, you mentioned to me, yeah, how serendipitous because we are recording this on the new moon. Mm-hmm. So uh, March 13th. So I guess we could start there. Like, do you want to talk to us a little bit about this new moon and, and what we should know, what we can know about it? Yes, for sure. So we went into the new moon energies uh, this morning at 2.21 a.m. Pacific time. So we're kind of right full force right in there. Um, this moon, which is in Pisces, is actually a really nice flowy kind of moon, like go with the flow. Um, we are heading into the Aries season, which is going to be after this one, which is more kind of forward pushing and and kind of more action. So this one I would really recommend um, really kind of going with the flow, settling in, see what's coming up. Um, with the new moon, what we do is it's kind of it's like. Um, starting fresh, like new wishes, new things we want to bring in. So I do have like, I have a full moon ritual and a new moon ritual, which I recommend if anyone is starting off with working with the moon or getting to know a little bit more, those are the two rituals I would really recommend starting with. Um, So the full moon is when we, it's, I, I like to refer to it like a full cup. So we are kind of at the brim, you know, it's overflowing and that's why we'll find our emotions as well at the full moon will be very full. So we can be very reactive and we're kind of like, you know, at the tip of the iceberg, basically. So the full moon is a really good time to release, which is coming up in a few weeks. And then when we have those two weeks of the window between the full moon to the new moon and the new moon to the full moon, it's kind of where we do our rituals in between. And the other thing with the new moon, which we're in right now, is 
it's a good time to do your rituals right after the new moon. So like it went in to the new moon energy this morning at 2.21 a.m. Pacific. Um, so I actually, I got up this morning at 4 a.m. and I, I did it with a group. There's a group of us um, did the morning ritual. Doesn't mean you have to get up at four o'clock and do it. <laughs> if there's no right or wrong way to do it, as long as you have the intention. So right, I, right. I, sorry. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Right. So ideally, um, do it up to like as soon as you can after the new moon, it's gone into the new moon phase. Um, but you do have up to three days to work with it. So don't put too much pressure on yourself and just give yourself that time. But I really recommend starting doing the rituals to really navigate your life in a different way. Mm. So what's an example of a new moon ritual? So the new moon is about bringing in the things that we want into our lives. So um, writing them down um, and make the big wishes. At the new moon, you really want to make the big wishes. So not like, you know, don't always kind of go, oh, well, that's not going to happen or that's, you know, that's way out of my court or just make the big moon wishes and then you have the two weeks to take the steps towards it. So like if you are looking for a new career, a new job, just keep in mind, you're not going to go from not working to like within two weeks, you're going to have a job. You do need to take the steps in the right direction. But when you put those wishes out with the moon, you're amplifying the energy that is put into those um, wishes that you're making. Right, right. Beautiful. So, right. So making making the big wishes on the, on the new moon. And um, as far as, you know, anything else that we could do to um, make it sort of like a, a connection with the new moon? Yeah. So um, on my website, I do have like a, a new moon and a full moon ritual, which is really, it's step by step exactly what to do. Um, I think it's really good to connect with the energies at that time. Like right now it's the Pisces, so it's more flowy and, and you know, it, it's kind of uplifting and focus on what feels good it's really good to kind of know what the energies are with that moon and work with those. And another good thing is if you know your your chart, if you know your sign. Um, so we have our sun sign, which is like our star sign, which everybody usually knows. And then there's the rising sign, which is like the social mask that we wear. It's really good to know your rising sign and start to really work with that because we all have all the signs in our charts so when we work individually with which house the moon is in, like right now it's Pisces. So it could be in your fourth house, um, which is your home and family, or it could be in your 10th house, which is your career and responsibilities. So we can work with the moon individually and just we can still do the full moon and the new moon rituals. But when we go in depth and work with our personalized charts, we're working at it even more um, intensely almost because we can then go, okay, this month is my career zone. So I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to release. I'm going to manifest. And next month could be my family zone. It's in my family zone. So I'm going to focus on that. So when we kind of can focus um, on it in that way, it's almost like handpicking your life, I like to say, because really it's you're working exactly with the energies that are in your own personal chart. Right. Makes sense. And I would assume also your moon sign would have uh, a lot to do with or a, a big effect as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So all of these, when you get your chart or if you can find out your chart, you know that it's all of it works together. So when we're, when we have that, little bit more knowledge. And I mean, it can be really overwhelming because there's so much information. But mm -hmm. once you just kind of start taking those baby steps, like just look at, okay, what is the Pisces sign that we're in right now? What is the Aries sign? What does it mean? And start working with those. It's really good to kind of work, work in those areas and do your own releasing. And I mean, on my um, Instagram page, I always do put journaling prompts and I mm -hmm. find journaling is really good because we, when, when we have those prompts for questions, we kind of dig deep. Like sometimes, you know, we don't really ask ourselves certain questions. Like, what are my fears? How often do we ask ourselves? We, we know that we all have fears and we all have these things, but 
when we really ask the question and we actually journal about it, it just brings up things that you didn't even know were there or they were suppressed or you're holding on to. And then another good thing to do with the full moon, what I like to do is I like to burn um, either outside or, I mean, you can do it in your kitchen sink, like obviously wherever it's safe. Um, burn and release. And it's like a surrender. And the other thing with burning is it, it feels like such a good release because you could be worried that someone's going to read what you wrote. And, you know, we don't want to add that extra pressure. So it really does kind of like, our releasing ritual where we're just kind of burning it, releasing it, handing it over and, you know, kind of allowing the universe as well to do play its part in it as well. Yes. The burning, I think a burning ritual is so powerful and it can be super cleansing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you just out of curiosity, because I find some people are super energized and feel amazing around the full moon. And I know that it has to do with different your different astrological chart and different aspects. But for me, I'm a Gemini, so air sign. My moon is in Pisces and rising is uh, Libra. And I struggle with the full moon every single month. And I always think to myself, no, I'm going to empower myself. Like this can't affect me unless I let it. I got to be so positive. I got to do everything. Like I do the journaling. I do the, you know, sea salt baths. I'm like meditating. I'm doing everything that I know I should be. And it is so highly emotional. And I find that it is also very um, erratic. Like I just find that like things occur around me to me like around the full moon and it's I've just I've learned to kind of just surrender to it and say like okay this is kind of just the way that it is but I'm wondering if you have any insight or anything that you could just like offer to me as like any kind of little tip or guidance yeah absolutely if I can um so with that what I would personally suggest is the moon is very feminine right so feminine Mm -hmm. is go with the flow, kind of easy. Um, When we get into that resistance, we kind of go into the masculine. And then, as you know, the more we resist something, the bigger it gets. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's coming to that surrender, but really not having that fight. So that could be that that's the way it is for you. And it's perfectly normal. So for some people, um, that's the slowdown period for actually Mm -hmm. for most of us is It's a slowdown period because we're always go, go, go. But there are times that we need to slow down and we need to allow um, to receive. And the moon energies are very intense, right? There's, I mean, even in the schools and even in in general, like you hear all these things that happen around the full moon and the new moon, it's really intense. So rather than fighting that, it's you really have to accept that this is how it is for me and this is my time to slow down. And if you can kind of work your schedule around knowing, okay, the the moon's coming up, it's my time to slow down. And if you can really take that time, then it's actually going to work in your favor for when you come out of that cycle, you're actually going to have more energy to do the things that you're wanting to do. Whereas when you're fighting it and resisting it, you're almost fighting against that and depleting your energy even more. Does that make sense? That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like and <laughs> that's very that's very accurate because it's true. I um as a person, I do. I I overextend myself. It's been a pattern, so I am looking at that. But it I've considered before. I wonder if I should, you know, sort of see if I could switch my um scheduling around to kind of go a little bit more with the cycle of the moon especially cuz i'm working with spirit and energy it would make perfect sense you know to kind of um tailor it to to how my energy actually feels um so that is very interesting yeah, so slow I'm- down period building up to the building up to the full moon sorry i missed the first part of the question there Oh, I was just going to say, so a slowdown period building up to the full moon, maybe, because it seems to be the week before the full moon, and then maybe up to the day after, and then I start to feel really good after that. Yeah, absolutely. Because what you're doing is that 
time period that you just said right there is when you are releasing. So if you can switch your schedule around and you can switch your mindset to looking at that as a release. So whenever we're releasing, we're kind of letting it go, you know, coming up to the full moon, like I said, it's like the cup is filling up. So when we get there, we need to empty it. So if you can ideally work your schedule around, um, just kind of going easier on those days. I mean, it's kind of like when we have our period as well, right? It's we can push through, we keep going. But when we do slow down, we we do ourselves a favor. So it's it's kind of the same thing. Um, since you you I mean, you're very aware of the cycle there and what's going on. So if you're able to be great to kind of slow it down. And then when you do have that energy, which is just after, then you can schedule almost more. And like you said, because you work with energy and spirit, you almost need to be even more in touch with that because you are giving out so much energy. So that needs to be your time to kind of sit back, receive and do what your soul needs to nurture yourself. Mm. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really helpful for lots of listeners too, you know, because most people that are listening to this uh, show are also light workers, energy healers, um, people that are working with their own intuitive development, spirit, all that. So I think that's super helpful for people to know. Um, yeah. And it makes sense, definitely. And I think as, the- um, whether it's men or women listening to this, mm-hmm. It's the masculine and feminine, we all have it, right? So when we slow down, it's the feminine, but we seem to be a lot in our masculine with, you know, because we're working, we're doing so many things, we're just kind of go, 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 go. We don't give ourselves that time to slow down, but when we slow down is when we receive. And it's so important to know we can't just keep giving, we do have to receive as well. So it's really important to, if you know and you can pick up on when your time is that you're feeling really depleted, Just kind of go easy on yourself around that time. And then just kind of notice as well, like notice with the moon, like have a journal or something and notice, does this happen to me every month at the same time? And if it does, Mm -hmm. then there's your awareness as well, um, bringing more of that out. Because the more we become aware of what our body is doing, what our mind's doing and what's going on around us in the outside world as well, it really helps us navigate things differently and again in that flow state rather than in that push state yes no that's that's amazing um I'm wondering if we could look at some of the questions that uh some uh some of our listeners posted in the Facebook group um I was interested actually Su Yin was asking are women truly connected to the cycle of the moon with their cycles, like with their um, feminine cycles? Um, I believe that they are. I mean, I could speak for myself on this. Um, I found that my own cycle shifted and now, um, not to get into too much detail, (laughs) but um, I find mine is very in sync now with the full moon, um, which is interesting because the full moon is a time to release. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I find that, and it can be that you're with the new moon. And and to be honest with you, there's no right or wrong, but it's another thing right there. That's a great question that she asked, because it's really good to be aware and just to notice if it does shift as you start working with the moon and as you start becoming more aware, it's, uh, we definitely are in sync with the moon. That is for sure. Yeah, I've noticed that for myself as well. Um, over the years, it seems to have shifted. Right. And so they do coincide. And I always think like, it makes sense. But also like, it almost feels a bit like torture, because it's like, <laughs> really, like, you're already like emotional. And then also, we're going to add PMS to it. Yeah. Like, it just seems like, wow, it's <laughs> a well, lot. We might, we might as well release it all at once, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the other thing, uh, Brittany mentioned that she's noticed her partner's mood shifts drastically and he becomes an emotional wreck every new moon and she gets super high vibe during full moons. I, she says, I suppose we're both from the uh, opposite from the norm. Is there any reason for that? That's really interesting because, again, it, it uh, comes down to their charts, where their charts mm-hmm. would be. Um, I mean, if she's able to kind of look into that, I think it's really good just because that way you're able to um, 
you're able to kind of understand a little bit more and kind of almost get in sync a little more. Um, I mean, and I do the charts. If she wants to reach out and just take a look and just kind of get an idea of, okay, what's going on? Where where are our energies? Where are our, our things, you know, our signs, our houses? I think it's really good just to learn that. And then you can navigate it that way. And it almost makes you understand yourself and your partner and your kids a little bit more because we never understand these things and we just kind of go well what's going on with him or what's going on with her but really it's not really them doing it it's it's the way that it's aligned but I mean that's got to be tough if they're totally on different um different spectrums from one another almost right Right. Well, yeah. And I wonder, I think, yes. But then I'm also thinking about my partner and I, and we are very similar in the way that we're affected by all the moon cycles. And in that way, it can be good, but it can also be more difficult, I think, too, in a way, because if there's that kind of erratic energy and we're both kind of feeling it as we come up to the full moon, it can kind of, it can kind of feel like, oh, we're both kind of in that, um, that erratic energy, you know, so it's, it depends, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's Um, no right or wrong, really. It it mm kind of is what it is. And, and it's Mm -hmm. just understanding it more. And if you can understand, you can kind of see what's going on with yourself, what's going on with the other person. Um, Mm -hmm. A little bit I want to share here, if you don't mind me, is about the North Node and the South Node. I don't know if you know much about that, Melissa. No, not too much. I mean, the basic, but not not too much. So that would be fantastic to to uh, hear about that. Yeah. So the um, so we have two the North Node and the South Node in our charts as well. And so the North Node is kind of what our soul journey is and the direction in this life. And then the South Node is the opposite of the North Node, which is the past life, um, where you've come from. But the interesting thing with that is we seem to be more comfortable in our south node. So it's really interesting to know these things as well, because um, we want to shift more towards our north node, which is what we are here to do. And I'll give an example of it's a client of mine, and and I do have her permission to share this. Um, So she was in like she... She said, you know, her whole life, she's always thought, if I have my relationships in place, then everything is going to kind of fall into place and work out for me. When we took a look at her chart, it was the complete opposite for her, where it was once you're kind of standing on your own two feet, then those relationships are going to fall into place, which I mean, and there's, it can be different for everybody, but within one month of her shifting her, the way she did things that, you know, she started working with the moon and just the releasing that she did within a month, so many things changed in her life. It was just amazing. She called in the job um, that she wanted. And like I said, this is within a month, but, and then she called in the relationship that she wanted as well. But it was so interesting in how her whole perspective and her energy around it changed from this is what I need to once this happens and this will fall in place. And again, that was her how her chart was aligned. So when you kind of get an alignment with your chart and you can see where you need to be and where you are and what works in your favor, it really shifts the whole energy around what what is going to benefit you and to call in the things and what you kind of almost need to ease up on and let go of. So it's, it's again, it comes to awareness. It's really interesting to figure out these things and then start moving forward in that direction. And like I always mm-hmm. love to say, it's, it's like handpicking your own life. Like you just, you start seeing these things because now you know what you, what you're here to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's very valuable information. And I think you're right. Sometimes just the awareness in itself is enough to then give yourself a little bit of a break, you know, like realize, 
I don't know, there's certain things in my life that when I've struggled with, I tend to then, oh, like almost like blame myself or feel bad. Like, why can't, why is this so difficult for me? And yet it seems so perfectly effortless for somebody else. And then you start to think about it. It's like, well, yeah, of course, because everyone comes in with their own soul, soul's plan, things that are meant to be difficult, things that are actually meant to be a challenge. And I think within looking at the chart, it kind of gives you an extra validation that, oh, of course you're going to struggle with this. It's okay. It's there for a purpose. Now, how can we work with it? How can you like, you know, empower yourself um, to, to reach the highest potential, you know, knowing what you know. So it almost seems um, silly that we wouldn't want to know about our chart. We wouldn't want to look at it and see and explore what's there because it is sort of a roadmap in, in certain ways. It totally is. And um, I, I mean, I would recommend if someone just wants to start working with the moon and just start on that part, um, start mm-hmm. with the full moon, start with the new moon. I mean, you can go on my website and grab both of those PDFs, print them off. Um, just start working on those two alone. Just know the dates of the full moon, the new moon, and just start doing those rituals. And that alone is a great start. Like you don't have to start with the chart. You don't have to go the Mm -hmm. whole, you know, do the whole nine yards. But just start with the full moon and the new moon rituals and start working with those. Like, you know, new moon, um, you want to bring the things, new energies in. I mean, even things like cleansing out your home, like at the full moon, you want to declutter. You want to clean things out. You want to clean your house, like clean the windows, like things like, you know, the way you're seeing out of your house is through the windows. So cleaning out things, clearing out things, full moon, just release. And then the new moon, what do I want to bring more of? What do I want to do more of? Do those things that make you feel good at that time. So that's the way to even just start if someone's starting completely from scratch and just wants to start working with the moon. That's a great start, I think. Definitely. Yeah, no, and that's wonderful to that you have those resources available. So I do encourage everyone to check that out. Um, and yeah, just start experimenting. And I think it is important to like document. So do journal or keep a little notebook where you do notice um, daily, you know, just like how you're feeling, any shifts in your awareness. Um, and I think anytime that we embark on a new um, ritual or a new way of seeing things, it is important to keep track of the changes because otherwise um, you could, you know, miss something that has has actually been a positive effect and you're just, you know, not not taking the time to even notice, you know, so it'd be cool to keep a little a little journal that is kind of like a moon journal, you know, or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Um, Melissa, do you know much about the void of course or the dark moon? Uh, no, not not really. Okay, I'd do you want to me know. to give a little bit of insight wow. into that? Sure. Yeah, so the, the I found that really interesting, actually, because we have the eight different moon phases. And then the void of course moon is almost like the ninth one. Um, it's not been talked about for very long, just the last few years. So mm-hmm. it's like... Um, it, it it's at different times. I mean, I usually do post that on my page as well because the good thing to know about the void of course moon is it's almost like that pause time, right? So it's a time that it's recommended not to start any new projects, not to kind of sign any documents. You know, sometimes we will start something new and we've done all, we've taken all the right steps. And then we think, well, why did that not work out? Or why did this happen? I I did everything right. When we do like start anything new in the void of course moon, it's most likely not going to pan out. So it's really good to know that as well. When is the void of course moon? And it's different times. um, You know, sometimes it's right after the new moon. So that like last month, it was actually right after the new moon. So it's a good idea to wait until that has kind of passed to make your new moon wishes. So that's another thing to really be aware of because we don't want to start anything new in that rest period. And the Mm. other thing is it's okay to carry on, like say if you have a project on the go um, and you're doing something with it in that time, that's still okay. But if it's something completely new, like say you're going, um, like you're going on a first date, 
but you've already pre-planned that. That's still okay because it was pre-planned. But in that time period, don't make any solid plans. Don't sign any documents that are like, you know, that you really want to go through. And when you know these things as well, you can almost kind of plan things differently as well. I mean, there's people, Mm -hmm. even business owners who work with the moon and work with these cycles to kind of plan out certain projects and launches and things like that because they know when is a good time to launch when is a good time to do this or that so again it's it's really good to know this information so we're not kind of struggling against the grain and we're kind of you know we're not wondering what's going on here I'm taking all the right steps I can't seem to move forward with this one thing so it's another thing that's really good to kind of have a bit of knowledge on Perfect. And how do how do you find out when each month the moon is void, of course? Um, well, I have my charts. Um, I do that. I, I think um, if you're following someone who's kind of, um, I mean, there's so many apps as well. You could download an app on your mm-hmm. phone. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the apps, actually, there's some really great apps that even tell you when's a good time to like get a haircut and don't do this and don't do that. So there's really good apps out there as well. I could send you some if you wanted to add them, the links in or anything as well. Um, sure, and they do yeah, that would you, be helpful. Yeah, and they tell you exactly where the planets are, where the, the sun is, the moon is, and all of this. And if you want to really get into it and kind of keep track of all this, it's a really good way to, I mean, you could get so um, immersed in all of this. It could almost become an obsession, you know? <laughs> I could see that I, the wheels are turning and I'm like, oh, there's so many people I know that would be just like so into it oh, that yeah. it almost would become disabling yeah. to them. But I think as with anything, it's always, you know, take it, take it all in, take what works for you. Um, and yeah, just empower yourself with the information. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. But that's very interesting about the void, of course. I, I think that it also feels to me like, okay, if I knew that, then also maybe I might give myself a day or two of grace in there too, just to mm-hmm. kind of maybe uh, just have a little bit less of a intense um, energy at that time, like maybe a yes. bit more gentle. Exactly. And I think it's really good, like if you have kids or um, partner, it's good to kind of know where the um, planets are aligning in their charts as well. Um you could, you know, you could kind of check daily where it is if you have the app or you have a resource to kind of keep track of. You're able to see with them as well. Sometimes, you know, um, like we talked about one of the ladies that had a question. Sometimes you just don't even know what's going on. But when you can make sense of what's going on in their chart or in their kind of soul journey, it just makes more sense. And you can also become more compassionate and understanding rather than again, coming at that place of force and going, well, I don't know what's going on with him or her (laughs) or even the kids, right? right? It just, it makes sense. And it just brings Mm -hmm. it down to that awareness and understanding again. Right. And I find it, I also find it fascinating to look at people's charts and, um, to also have compassion. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I think it opens up a little bit more ease with having compassion for certain things when, uh, you understand that this is part of their, like this is part of their makeup. This is like a part of, of their um, astrological, you know, DNA, you know, so it's, it's helpful to know those things. It really also is. About yourself. Yeah. And I really think, um, I mean, the number one thing, Melissa, is to even just have that compassion for yourself. Like we're so hard on ourselves here. Why do I behave like this? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? But when we can even understand ourselves, we kind of, kind of ease up on ourselves and go okay that kind of makes more sense why Mm -hmm. I behave this way or why I do that like you mentioned as well with with yourself when you're able to give yourself that compassion you kind of ease up and go okay that makes more sense I can just kind of lay back a little bit right so it's understanding others and then also understanding yourself which is kind of key isn't it Right. Oh, definitely. Um, There was another question. Uh, Claudette in the group was asking about the other moon phases. So I guess the in-between. So in between the full and the new moon, um, anything that you could offer some insight into those phases? Yeah. So there are um, eight different moon phases. So we've got like now we're in the um, new moon. So from here, we're going to go into the crescent moon 
which is uh, fresh energy, focus on the detail, kind of conceptualize. And then after that, we're going to go into the action and commitment um, phase, which is the first quarter. And then as we're working towards the full moon again, we're going into the, the gibbous moon, which is like the patient's refine and align kind of getting back into that you know we're getting full right and then when we get to the full moon again we're going into that shedding season again and then from there again we're going around um and we're gonna we go into the um uh we're gonna shed for those so for those two weeks after the full moon we're just kind of releasing we're shedding we're going into the third quarter and then the balsamic moon is actually really one that we should focus on because that's the reflect and reset. So that is another time kind of like um, before, right before the new moon, there's a, there's a time period where we're in the balsamic moon and that's where we want to really slow down. So that's where we might be, you know, just be aware of what you're feeling at that time and really slow it down or just pay attention to where your energies are. So yeah, there are the eight different moons um, I mean, it's really great for people who want to get more into it and understand and kind of navigate their life around what they should be doing at what times in the in the cycle. It would just make so much sense. And I mean, again, with our our own cycles as well as women, um, it's good to kind of have the two figured out. I mean, we can't figure it out to the T, right? We that's just mm-hmm. not that's not <laughs> real life. But there are things that we can do when we go, okay, these are the eight moon phases. And then this is my cycle. So it's good to, I mean, if she wants to learn on that, that's amazing to really kind of get that awareness and knowledge around what we should be doing at which time period in the, in the eight different phases that there are. Yes, definitely. And what about manifesting, like using the moon cycles to supercharge your manifestation? Is that kind of what we were talking about earlier? Would you say the new moon phase is kind of a the big one for manifestation? Absolutely. Yeah. New moon is definitely the big one. So what we do with the full moon is we release. And then with the new moon, we call in what it is that we want. Um, ways to kind of amplify that is you can, uh, if you work with crystals, I mean, it's good to work with the crystals. If you have a Reiki grid, you can put your new moon wishes um, under your Reiki grid or under like a crystal. Or if you do tarot cards, like, again, there's no right or wrong because it's all about the intention. And when we are doing the new moon wishes or manifesting, the most important thing to do is how do I want to feel? Like we always want these things. I want to have this but am I ticking the boxes or is it something that's going to make me feel a certain way? And when we kind of get into that feeling, because the feeling is what we want, no matter what we want in life, there's a feeling that comes um, connected to that want or that wish. So when we, we really want to feel, so when you're making your wishes, whether like your new moon wishes, your manifestations, really get into what you need to do. If you need to draw something out or whatever you need to do to get into that moment of feeling like you already have it, that's what you want to ideally work with. So like I said, if that means for you drawing or if that means putting on music and really getting into that good feeling vibe, it's the feeling that we really want to focus on as we're making those wishes. Does that kind of answer that? Sure. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I would also imagine working with the moon, it might be, I would be drawn to be working with water somehow um, to connect, you know, to connect more fully with the moon. So yeah, either doing like a ritual, you know, like a cleansing ritual bath, or getting out by the water, spending time by the ocean, any of those things really would appeal to me too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, saging is really good as well, like cleansing out the old energies or um, even saging ourselves. Like our it, it, one thing to really remember, I don't know if you do this, Melissa, or not, but when you're saging, to really sage um, the, the bottom of your feet and the palms of your hands, because that's really our energy centers, right? So when, you know, because we're, we're grounding and we're using our hands all the time, so it's really good to remember to clear off all these energies that we're picking up as well. 
um, we're bringing into our own life. Because even when we're out and about, we're picking up on these energies. And especially if you're an empath, you're soaking those in even more. So it's really important to cleanse yourself, cleanse your energy, and just really taking that time to have a ritual for yourself. And it doesn't have to be an hour long. It doesn't have to be, you know, you have to time block 30 minutes. Even if you just spend 15 minutes, because it's all about the intention. It's the intention that does the work. So almost like take the pressure off yourself and just just do it. <laughs> really, I totally you know? agree. I so agree. And I, I'm so glad that you know that you mentioned that because it's true. I have lots of students that will come to me and say, like, I looked online and I found this like cleansing ritual and they want to know the right way to do it with the sage. And it's going to take them like an hour and a half and they have to get all these like different ingredients and things. And I'm like, no, like it is so much more about the intention than anything else. So just to know that, that they're in your right, there is no wrong or right way. And the important thing is to do it though. And I think you're, you know, you mentioned a good point about the hands. Um, I, I tend to use um, Florida water. Um, And I will then uh, like put that in the palms of my hands. I'll say a little just release kind of thing, uh, prayer type thing. And then also just shake out my hands, like literally shake the energy out. Yes, And I find that super helpful. Uh, And then, yes, the bottoms of the feet, that's the one place I think people do neglect or or forget that they should be, they should be using the the smudge there as well, or whatever you're using uh, to, to cleanse. But certainly, yeah, there's different, all kinds of different tools, but finding what works for you. Yeah. And then also I think not being afraid to experiment, you That's know, try it out. Thing. Yeah. 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 See what works. And, and um, it's, it's your intent and also your belief that it can um, make a difference because I find if you're just going through the motions and you don't actually have any belief that it's going to work, mm-hmm. uh, it won't work. Exactly. <laughs> so it's definitely I, important. And I think that. that's what we kind of get stuck in a lot is, am I doing this right? What do I do? Mm-hmm. How do I do it? And then that almost kind of disables us because we get stuck in that how to do rather than just do. So like, there's not one way to for, you know, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's your way right? So as long as you do it, you're doing the work. It's when we're, and and I mean, it's hard because there's so much information out there, especially now there's so much information and we get stuck in, is it right? Is it wrong? Am I doing this? But again, just do it. As long as you take that step, you're taking one step towards where you want to be. Yeah. And I think too, you know, as someone who works with intuition and spirit, I, I'm a big, huge, um, encourager mm-hmm. of using your intuition. Yes. You know, what, what does your intu- intuition tell you? Um, you know, sometimes people are Googling and I'm like, mm, no, I would prefer, I would love to see people go within, sit, sit with spirit, sit with, sit with, um, your own soul and ask the question, pose the question. And what do you receive? What is what is coming to your mind? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing? And I think that's going to be the most powerful way to access, oh, this is my ritual. Uh, we've actually done in uh, some of my classes where I've given them the homework to just do that, just that. Sit with spirit and ask them, you know, let's co-create a ritual for whatever it is. Sometimes it's cleansing or, you know, sometimes manifesting, whatever. But to make it your own and to incorporate different elements, you know, and I think knowing about the moon and knowing about the cycles and also your own sort of astrological chart really does. It would amplify and and just like bring that, I think, even more to life, you know, so I think it's all tied together. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what you just said right there as well is just connect within yourself because really at the end of the day, we do look outside for the answers but Mm -hmm. we do know within and when we're getting Mm -hmm. answers from outside we're almost getting more frustrated and confused because if they're not aligning with us we're feeling like oh this person is telling me this but that doesn't feel right for me so now do I do it or do I not do it so even anything we're sharing here um, it's not 
you know, it could sit good with somebody and not so good with somebody else. There's no right or wrong. Take what works for you from it and leave the rest. Like there's no judgment. Just have compassion towards yourself and just take what works for you and just do it. That's right. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that approach. I wonder um, I wonder if you could chat a little bit about some of the other modalities that you use. Uh, particularly, I'm interested in the EFT um, because I have had some experience with it and I I didn't know a ton about it when I first tried it. Right. And I was like, okay, I felt, you know, pretty – I felt like I had healed so much of what I needed to heal and I didn't feel like I was particularly in need of healing at that time. Not too much anyway. I did it and it was like a very deep emotional response and I was like, oh, like there's so many layers to this. Like oh, I, yeah. I didn't realize that was a real turning point for me realizing, okay, there's a lot more um, going on than I suspected and it was a really beautiful release. So I'm wondering, yeah, if you could chat with us, tell people what that what that is, what the TFT is yeah. and maybe just explain, explain about that. Yeah, so the other thing to remember there is even when we are healed and we are healing, there's still things that happen in our day-to-day life that kind of, they still kind of shake us up a bit, right? So, um, I mean, we still have negative feelings, we still have negative thoughts, it's natural. If we didn't, I mean, we wouldn't be human. Like, let's be real. <laughs> as positive right. as we want to be 100%. all the time. So what EFT and TFT, so EFT is the emotional freedom technique, which is tapping on the meridian points. Um, you, you know, again, it comes down to there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like I teach my daughter who's eight um, that when you're in school and you're feeling nervous, like just tap on your collarbone. That alone, because that is connected to your solar plexus, which is your stomach area. And um, so it's not, you don't have to do the full cycle. You don't have to, you know, there's no right or wrong words. What it does when we do do like a full cycle of EFT is we give name to the negative feelings that we're feeling. Because we always talk so much about, you know, be positive and just let go of the negative. But the negative is there. So when we give it a name and we acknowledge it and we bring it to the surface, it's like we've acknowledged it. And then, so we do a couple of rounds of, um, you know, acknowledging what I feel and, oh my gosh, this is what I feel. I don't know why I feel this. I'm such an awful person. It's okay to say these things because what we do, we're tapping on those meridian points and we're releasing them. And then we're going to go around and we do the positive that we want to feel. And, you know, we say, well, you know, it it's okay that I feel these feelings. I'm allowed to feel these feelings. So we really shift the energy around it. So we acknowledge, we release, and then we almost state what we want to feel. And then with TFT, it's thought field therapy. So with this one, it's like the EFT, but it almost goes even deeper where it's our thoughts and beliefs. And we also work with that with eye movement. So we move our eyes in certain directions and we're tapping as we're doing that. So our brain and our meridians, they're all working together to almost reprogram these, um, release them and reprogram them. Because we've got these beliefs, half the time we don't even know where they came from, but we're holding on to them and they're impacting our day-to-day life. So that's what the EFT and TFT is. And I'm so big on energy. So I absolutely love Reiki as well, which I implement in my life on a daily basis um, with my kids, with myself. And that is, I work with my chakras um, every day. So I I went, you know, I went through a lot of anxiety, anxiety attacks. And the way I healed myself from that was working with my chakras So that's the seven energy levels within our body. And it's just phenomenal. The the things that we store in there that we don't even know that we're storing. So with my Mm -hmm. clients, what I do is I will do like at the end of our sessions, I'll do like a 15 minute chakra clearing and just kind of go through and clear it out, balance it. And from that, the things that come out when you clear these things, it's just amazing what it opens up for you. And again, it's because we can get off balance so easily. We can hear something, we can watch something, and it can kind of 
make us feel uneasy inside. So it's really connecting again within and see what's really going on in your body. And the way I like to kind of teach, because we can even teach kids this, when they say to you like, oh, you know, I'm scared. Just say, where do you feel that in your body? Like I do that with my kids. Where do you Mm -hmm. feel that in your body? And we are so disconnected from our bodies that we don't even know where we feel things. But even with ourselves as adults, if we stop and say, this upset me, where do I feel that in my body? It really connects you back with your body and makes you kind of go, oh, I feel that in my heart, or I feel that in my stomach, or, you know, where where do you feel it? I mean, it, it's really phenomenal when we just start working with our body and become aware of what's going on on the inside, how we can really change what's going on on the outside. That was 100%. kind of a long-winded question, uh, answer to your question. <laughs> no, that's all good. It's all good information. And I love it. I think they all, you know, all of those things really complement each other. And for me, you know, I'm always fascinated at the different ways in which we can bring healing, you know, because it's it's so unique for each person as far as what they might need. And it's so unique for each worker, you know, each person who's who's bringing the, you know, facilitating yeah. the healing, you know, different, different techniques and different ways of working. But I always look at it and think, oh, yeah, we're all we come at it from a different way or different approach. But literally, the we're all doing the same thing. We're trying to bring um, we're trying to bring it up to the surface so that it can be seen, so that it can be heard, it can be understood, and then help someone to find peace, you know, exactly. find find that healing. Um, so, yeah, no matter how you, you know, how, no matter how you reach it, um, it's all good and it's all wonderful. So, yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, so much great information. I really, really appreciate all of your knowledge. And I know that this will be very helpful for many people who are listening. Um, if people want to find you, I will post the links and everything, but what's the best way for people to, to find you? Um, I'd say the best, best place is my website. Um, it's connect to your soul um, with the number two um, at newsendler.com. Um, you could post that in the in your link. Um, and that's kind of got everything that I do because I am with a few organizations as well. Um, Women Empowering Women, which is in the UK, but I, I do articles for them as well. And they're all on there. And they're kind of more about parent-child connection. Um, and again, because it all kind of comes down to the same thing is we have to be connected within ourselves in order to mm-hmm. kind of put that into all of our relationships. So I think the website is the best place. And then from there, um, I do post on Instagram daily. So I'm kind of keeping updates on there. Um, There is my link tree uh, link as well, which kind of gets you to my scheduling page, my website and all of that as well. So really, I mean, all of those put together, there's lots of ways to reach me. And anybody who wants to like reach out, we can chat. You know, there's a complimentary um, call on my schedule as well so that we can kind of chat, see if we're a good fit, see what it is that you're looking for what information you need and what's going to kind of help you. So yeah, there's, there's lots of ways. Just, just reach out again. Like we said, just do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly right. Well, I uh, appreciate, yeah, appreciate this. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we will connect again soon. Um, But just uh, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on and take good care. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me.